Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International and Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of The International Investor. Uh, today, I am coming at you from Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, we're headed off to our beach home this weekend. Uh, it is uh, Wednesday, 1.13 a.m., uh, so I'm pretty much done for the day, and this is when I basically have time to put these podcasts together. I know it's been a little while since I've done so. Uh, we've been extremely busy. Uh, some wonderful uh, things that have arisen over the last 30 days, which is, which are projects that were kind of put in the back burner uh, right before the pandemic that we've been working on since 2017, 2018, 2019. Then this pandemic happened, everything basically was put on hold. And some of the things that we're excited to announce is uh, we're finally moving forward and we're putting together an international team uh, that is going to basically uh, constructing uh, the new international airport in the Maldives. And also in addition to that is, is a, a uh, luxury hotel, airport hotel. And then in addition to that is all of our developers in Central America, specifically Costa Rica, are calling us because they're ready to jump back into the game. Uh, so now uh, we have a major surf brand that we've all grew up with uh, in the United States. It's actually a world-renowned uh, brand. And this is going to be the first luxury hotel brand branded under this surf brand. So we're super excited. But today I want to talk about investing. I want to talk about mistakes because the problem with investing especially when it comes down to finances, is that you see people making the same mistakes decade after decade. And for some odd reason, people are very quick to forget. People are very quick to forget uh, the commodity, commodities crash in the 80s. They're very quick to forget uh, the dot-com crash in the 90s. And then obviously the real estate crash, the financial crash. And then now obviously it's pandemic, which was unforeseen and what the biggest problem that have arisen is the economy was plugging along doing well and everyone thought and again that this faucet of revenue is going to continue to pour in then this pandemic happens and all of a sudden they have no more savings so we've all learned a lesson in this pandemic which is how important it is to invest how important it is to be conservative with your investments, and also how important it is to have a nice chunk of change saved up. And also, I would say the most important is to get out of debt. And I preach that a lot. So I wanna talk about some of the mistakes, some of the financial mistakes um, that I've been pointing out since I've been doing this podcast for many years. If you kind of looked at when we first started, which was, geez, I think our first podcast was maybe seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. And you look at just recently of what uh, I was talking about just 12 months ago, 24 months ago, and it certainly has shown that a lot of things I talk about is right. For an example, right now, uh, this we're in this crypto winter. You know, a lot of millennials who are listening to this are big crypto investors. And we're kind of in a crypto winter. I mean, just a few short months ago, we're looking at Bitcoin at a high of sixty-five to 67000 per coin. And then now it's fluctuating in the low 30s, between 32000 to 33000 So literally, 
uh, some many individuals in a crypto world were millionaires just a few months ago, only to be non-millionaires now. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of volatility in this crypto world. And the one thing I wanted to point out, which I preach time and time again for crypto holders out there, is that a lot of us, not a lot of us, a lot of you forget the basic laws and rules of Investment 101, which is to buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high. But the crypto world has a very unique type of what I call brainwashing. And, and it's so, if you are a behavioral scientist studying the crypto world and the people that invest in cryptocurrency, it is quite a unique phenomenon. What I mean by that is, is that when you look at your typical equities market, and equities is your regular stocks, like you see in a Google, Apple, uh, you know, uh, Tesla, you know, those are those are traditional equities that you buy from a broker. You go online to Schwab and you and you buy some shares of stocks. But obviously, crypto is very very different because how how volatile it is. So. In a normal sense, in a traditional world, you would buy, for an example, let's say like if you are a day trader, you would buy something like, let's just give an example, Apple. Apple quarter after quarter has has always posted record revenues. They have, what is it? I forget how, how much they have in cash in the stock hold, but Apple is a wonderful stock. But every time, just a week before they post earnings, all these analysts are predicting of how terrible Apple is doing. Their 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 new revenue um, projections are overestimated. But lo and behold, the stock goes down right before they announce their quarterly earnings, and then lo and behold, they have beated they beated all estimates, and it skyrockets again. So what I'm trying to say is is that on a traditional sense is. You would buy Apple low, and then you would sell high uh, right before uh, these analysts start giving you the bad news. You would sell because the stock will go down, and then you would start buying back when the analysts start hammering the stock, and then you will buy back because right before they post their earnings, the stock goes back up. I hope that makes sense. It's, and again, simple 101, buy low, sell high. But what's very, very interesting in the mindset and the behavior of crypto holders is the massive amount of brainwashing. What I mean by that is, is that the massive amount of money that's spent on marketing. So for an example, how many times in all social media have you seen the same success story being regurgitated literally not just a thousand times, but hundreds and thousands and millions of times in different languages all over the world. And it's always the guy who um, bought pizza, two pizzas for like, I don't know, the equivalent today of $200 million in Bitcoin, or the guy that lost his hard drive, or the guy that, um, the guy that bought Bitcoin when it was 300 or the guy that bought or the girl that bought Bitcoin when it was back at, you know, when it was way back in the days at $10 or $1. You always see the same exact marketing in the crypto world. It's feeding to the frenzy of FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. It's like a better buy now, better buy now. Because look, if you would have bought just 12 months ago, 
Look at how much you could have earned. If you would have bought 36 months ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, look, you missed out on being a millionaire because of all this marketing that's being thrown out there. So again, you have that fear of missing out, so you want to buy. And a lot of people, the average investor always tends to buy high. Because look at right now, we are in a crypto winter. It's not just Bitcoin, it's Ethereum is getting crushed, Cardano, uh, Internet Computer, I mean, Polygon, I, I mean, Litecoin, they're all getting crushed. And we're, believe, and we're seeing this crypto winter maybe happen throughout 2021. But if you were to practice a traditional sense of trading equities and done what I suggested, when Bitcoin was at its highest between 50 and 60,000, you could have used some of that cash or use some of that Bitcoin or Ethereum and bought real estate. Because look at what real estate is doing. The real estate market is just crushing it. And it is just, the gains are incredible. It's almost as if we were back in 2005 of how well the real estate market is doing. And there's no slowing down right now because the rates are low, there's low inventory, uh, there's a buying frenzy that's happening out there. So if you would have set aside a little bit of your crypto holdings, like I suggested, maybe a quarter or even a third of it, and bought real estate a year ago, two years ago, you would be sitting very, very well because your real estate holdings would hedge against the losses of your crypto portfolio. I hope that makes sense. And... and and like I say, is this brainwashing in a crypto world is everywhere you turn, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, it's buying a dip, buying a dip, buying a dip. Who here is going to be uh, tap like if you're going to be the next crypto millionaire? Tap like if you're going to buy a dip. Tap like if you're going to hodl. If you don't, if you haven't read a psychology of brainwashing, that's typical brainwashing. That's just brainwashing 101. When you're in your social media, and obviously crypto holders are going to like as many crypto pages and, and follow these, these uh, influencers, you see nothing but hodl, 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 buying a dip, buying a dip, buying a dip. And influence saying, I'm not selling, I'm not selling, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to hold out. I don't care if it goes to zero, I'm still going to hold out. I'm sorry to tell you, that's just dumb. That, that's, that's not a smart, that's not investing. That's just stupidity. And I hope you really understand the difference between investing as a savvy investor and being basically mind effed. You're being brainwashed. I'm a firm believer of, of, of crypto. I'm a crypto holder myself. Uh, I sold a piece of real estate a few years ago for Bitcoin and I've done very well. Even with this dip, I've done very well. But I'm still, I still use real estate to hedge against these losses. And I have a balanced portfolio of not just crypto assets, but real estate assets, tangible real estate assets that create a monthly income stream with renters that I put in my units. But also, I have a equities portfolio with stocks like some of my favorites are Apple, Alphabet, which is Google, um, Microsoft, 
Uh, what's another one I like? Uh, I, I like any companies that's really heavy into AI. So that's most of these tech companies, Apple, Microsoft, Google, which is Alphabet, like I just said. Uh, Amazon is another one that I really like. So I'm a firm believer in investing in companies that are experimenting and are the future of AI technology. But that's what's important. So if you are a crypto holder and you're just holding 100% of your assets in crypto holdings, then you're taking a nosedive. You're basically being bent over and someone's shoving a broomstick up your butt. Please don't be naive like that. And I would say as a suggestion to the millennials out there or anyone is start turning off a lot and stop following a lot of these crypto pages because all it's doing is it's deterring you from selling your crypto assets when it's going sideways. Some of you bought Bitcoin at 50,000, 60,000, 65,000. Now, look at it. I mean, today I think the low is uh, 32.6. It's freaking crazy. That, that's, just not, that's just not smart, folks. So the mistake here is read, read and educate yourself. There's a fantastic book out there that's read by every single savvy investor. It's called The Intelligent. Oh, God, I can't believe I just had a freaking brain fart. The Intelligent Investor. Yes, it's The Intelligent Investor. I read it a long time ago. It's called The Intelligent Investor. And uh, it's by Benjamin Graham. Um, it's a fantastic book. And start really getting to understand the basics of trading. So you, go, so you don't get caught up in these losses, these huge losses that you're having right now. Then the next thing is, is that it's very important to balance your portfolio. And not just balancing your portfolio with just, should I say, equity type of holdings, whether it's stocks and bonds. Uh, hopefully you're not buying bonds because they're horrible, the returns right now, and crypto. But on the, on the real estate side is also investing in real estate, not just in your backyard, but also in top emerging countries, like for an example, like Thailand. Thailand is a place where you are buying low and eventually going to sell high. Because the one thing that's very, very interesting is I, is I speak to more and more expats. For an example, I have two clients, two very affluent clients uh, that are in Thailand. And uh, we're having this discussion in separate occasions. And they all say the same exact thing. Is that, and these are individuals that come from the West Coast of, of the United States. And they said that I'm an American and the way I see America, it's looking more and more like a second world country as opposed to a first world country. When you look at Asian countries like Thailand, which is looking more and more like becoming first world status. If you look at infrastructure in places like Thailand, you look at our transportation system, you look at the massive amount of new infrastructure that's in place. For an example, simple little things is like internet speed and internet cost. Our broadband speeds are faster here in Asia than they are in the United States. And it's also cheaper. Our, tra our public transportation systems are better. Our airports are better. Everything about it is better. And 
that's why you want to invest in emerging countries that are kind of breaking out of that second world status is what I'm trying to say. And again, you're buying low, selling high. Thailand's a perfect place for that. You're buying real estate low, putting in renters, and eventually selling high. And then the other thing too is if you're not buying real estate in your backyard, in your hometown, especially in the United States, you're also making another mistake. As I say this many times is, is that if you're not aware, and a lot of real estate professionals understand this and they actually use this strategy, is that whether you're single or married, in the United States, if you buy a, a permanent residence, so a home, whether it's a home or a condo, a townhouse, whatever it may be, and you live in it for two years, that means you can sell that home after two years and pay no capital gains tax depending on what your marital status is, single or married when you're single, obviously you have less. But the main thing is, it's just another tax strategy you can take advantage of. So for an example, if you were to buy a small home, let's just say in Las Vegas, Nevada, you, you bought a small three bedroom, two bath house about two years ago and you paid $300,000 for it. Now that same exact home is $400,000, which is freaking crazy. Same with Arizona. That $300,000 home you made it bought in Phoenix or Tucson is closer to 350 to 375 now. So what that means is, is that you could sell that home, for an example, like in Las Vegas, let's just say the home is worth $400,000 and you paid three for it. Two years later, you can sell that home, $400,000, and that $100,000 of gain is tax deferred because it was your primary residence for two years. And these are the type of things that you should be researching and understanding. By reading books like The Intelligent Investor, by reading other, other type of um, retirement strategies, whether it's by Susie Orman or one of my favorite books, which is still old, but it's still pretty relevant, which is The Automatic Millionaire. Reading books like that, because it kind of gives you an idea on estate planning and estate planning is so important it's not just buying crypto buying crypto buying crypto estate planning is very important it's important for your future because for those that did not pay attention to their financial estate which are millions upon millions of people especially in the united states look at what happened during this pandemic these are individuals that never ever thought that they would go in the food line watching you know, it's horrific watching Americans drive up in a Porsche Cayenne, a Mercedes S-Class to get free food because they weren't financially savvy with their portfolio. They weren't planning for these down markets. So please be diligent because you've worked very, very hard for your money and you shouldn't piss away. And if anything... As I tell most people, you should be really educating yourself on how to manage your own money as opposed to having someone else do it for you. And it's also, even if you're having experts do it for you, because a lot of people do have experts that are CFAs, certified financial analysts, CFPs, certified financial planners, and these are individuals that have their Series 7. For an example, these are professionals that will manage your money for you. But the thing is, is that you have to educate yourself with some sort of foundation so you know exactly what they're doing 
and especially if they're making mistakes. And that's a, that's a mistake that a lot of people don't do is they don't fire their money managers enough. So education is very, very important, especially during this downtime. The next thing I talk about is debt. Debt is, is such a huge keyword that nobody ever wants to talk about. People want to, um, you know, that, that word, they just want to sweep it under the carpet and never forget about it and just accrue more debt. And that's a huge mistake because right now uh, we are in July 2021 and in countries like the United States, you're seeing massive amount of inflation. New cars, used cars, homes, gasoline, food, everything is going up. And if you think that the price is going to come back down, that this is just temporary, I'm sorry, but you're sadly mistaken. Uh, I don't. When prices go up, they rarely come back down to the prices where they originally were. They maybe shoot down a little bit, but not much. These high prices will stay high and continue to stay high. And especially with minimum wage increases. So if the minimum wage is being increased, don't you think that that employer, the person that owns that restaurant, that owns that store, that was paying their employees $12 an hour, now to pay their employees $15 to $17 an hour, don't you think to compensate, they also have to raise their prices? And the same goes with the landlords. Excuse me one second, just take a sip of my coffee. So inflation is that nasty word, and it's going to continue to increase. And we're seeing right now in the United States, in other parts of the world, is everything is becoming less affordable. And it's, not, and it's everything, even travel. Airfare is getting expensive. Hotels, rental cars, everything is more expensive. So you have to ask yourself. <clears throat> you have to really, really ask yourself and be very honest. Is sit down, depending on what your age bracket is, depending on when you're looking to retire, whether it's five years from now, 15 years from now, or even 20 or 30 years from now, is the path you're taking, is it truly sustainable for you to retire? If you're gonna retire five years from now, are you going to outlive your money? And most of you in that age bracket, if you're looking to retire within five years, so let's just say between now and five years from now, you're probably reconsidering retirement because you are gonna outlive your money, especially with the massive amount of inflation in the United States. And the biggest problem is, is a lot of you have not paid off your home. And I preach that all the time. Don't upgrade, downgrade. And then do, as, do everything you can to pay off that mortgage. Don't look at it as an opportunity cost. And that's the biggest mistake. I would say the number one largest financial mistake that everybody makes, whether you're rich or poor. The number one mistake that people make is they think the opportunity cost of paying off their home is I can invest my money elsewhere. So for an example, for the crypto holders that have a home and have a mortgage, you tell yourself, okay, so I just bought a home for half a million dollars. So I can either continue to pay a mortgage and have a 30-year mortgage or I could pay off my home. But if I pay off my home, then my opportunity cost is I can't buy more crypto. 
And the same exact opportunity cost is with business owners. Well, if I pay off my home, that means I have less money for marketing. I have less money to expand. I want to expand my business. I want to add another store. I want to franchise my business. I want to go to a different country. I want to expand to a different state. I want to add more employees. That's my opportunity cost, so I'm not going to pay off my home. That's a big mistake. Because like I say many times, is you don't have a crystal ball. Nobody knew this pandemic was going to happen. Many people actually knew that the financial crash of 2007, 2008 was going to happen, but nobody paid attention. Michael Burry, obviously, is one of them. Uh, he's the trader uh, that they kind of revolved the movie The Big Short around. And Michael Burry, uh, please, well, you can't really follow him because he just turned, he just shut down his, he's deactivated his Twitter account again. But you can go to the Michael Burry archives. And this is the individual, if you didn't watch a big short, you have to watch a movie. It's a great movie. And it's about the, the real estate and the financial crash in, in 07, 08. Michael Burry predicted this. And right now, Michael Burry is predicting the same exact thing. That we, he is expecting, and few other analysts are saying the exact same thing. Is that in a very near future, that means within 12 to 24 months, he is, he is expecting a huge crash in the market and some of these crashes in the market are going to be as big as some gdps in countries robert kiyosaki uh the author of the series rich dad poor dad uh just recently a week ago said the same exact thing he he also foresees a crash coming and he is a huge crypto um cheerleader so be weary Look at the news on both sides, the good and bad, and then and then customize it for yourself and your lifestyle. So if you're having a hard look in your life and your financial picture, and you and your husband are saying, crap, we're going to outlive our money, that means that you have to make some changes. That means that you can't continue to do, you can't continue to make these bad financial choices that you've been making. Number one, you need to start paying off your debt. That means any credit card debt, car debt, uh, housing debt. Number two, try to find a way to make more income. And you're probably asking yourself, how the heck am I going to make more income? The freaking market sucks right now. Even though the U.S. is slowly reopening, but the market sucks. Well, you got to try. That means you have to create side hustles. Not just have your regular full-time job, but create another side hustle, maybe one or two side hustles on the side. But the other thing too is, is that if you truly are in that close to retirement age and you're looking to retire between now and five years from now and you don't want to work anymore, then you have to look outside of Western countries. You have to look outside of Canada. UK, Australia, New Zealand. And you have to come to the realization that you can't afford to live in London. You can't afford to live in Melbourne or Auckland or Victoria or even in Irvine, California. And what people don't understand is is that when I first talk to people, and they're like, well, how do you do it? How do you live in a different country? Isn't it scary? Of course it's scary. 
of course, it's everything is new and it's kind of scary, intimidating. But it's really no different. For an example, moving to a different city. Just kind of sit back, turn this off, and think about a time in your life, in your past, when you had to move from one city to another city. So for an example, I'll give you an example. I had to move from Tucson, Arizona to California. And that's and I and I went with the merger of my bank. And here I am. Grew up in a small town in Tucson, Arizona. Went to University of Arizona. And now I'm going to be moving to South Bay, to LA County. And yeah, it's intimidating because at that time in Tucson, I never drove on freeways. It was never busy. There was no traffic jams. Tucson's a tiny little town. And here I am. My office is going to be located in Manhattan Beach. I'm going to have 200 branches under my belt that I'm covering. That's all of what we call LA Metro. That means from Beverly Hills all the way up to Malibu, going all the way down the coast to Long Beach. That's a huge territory. So when I first drove out there, yeah, it was intimidating because the first place I moved to was Malibu. Um, and, and, And commuting took as long as sometimes two hours each way from Malibu to El Segundo, to Manhattan Beach. But over time, I got used to it. It wasn't scary anymore. Then from Malibu, I moved to Orange County. I moved to Huntington Beach. And to Huntington Beach, I moved to Newport Beach. Everything is going to be scary because if anything is new, it's intimidating. It's no difference than moving here in Thailand. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit scary, but once you get acquainted to everything, once you know everything is, it's no longer scary. You suddenly tell yourself 30 days later, you're like, that was not scary at all. I should have came here a long time ago. You know, when I first moved to Costa Rica, same exact thing. I don't speak Spanish. It was a little intimidating, but it was fine. Moved to San Jose, the place called Escasu. And then also, uh, we had an office in Jaco, which is it's in the central coast. Yeah. But after a while, I got used to everything. And then from there, moved to Thailand. So if you are in that age group where you're looking to retire in the very near future, and you can't do it in your backyard today, Please look outside of your country, whether it's in Latin America. If you're, gonna, if you're looking at Latin America, there's only one country you should live in, which is Costa Rica. Don't look in any other country. Don't look in Mexico, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Panama, Ecuador, Belize, um, Colombia. No, none of those areas. Costa Rica is the only Latin country you should live in. And then... Or look at Southeast Asia, like here in Thailand, or even in Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam. Because it's not scary, folks. And your life really is better. My life is better. My life is better in so many ways. Not just the fact that I found my wife here, the absolute love of my life. She's the most amazing woman in the world. And it's like, you know, I I wake up, and I'm so thankful for having her. It's like, if, you, if you've never had a feeling of waking up next to someone saying, you know what, I really think that God created this person just for me. 
and here I am, literally four years later, and I still feel that way, still giddy. Uh, so I have everything to thank for because of Thailand. Yeah, maybe Thailand's not for you. Maybe you want to be in Vietnam. Maybe you want to be in Malaysia, Indonesia, or maybe in Latin America, or maybe somewhere in Southern Europe. Southern Europe is very expensive, so it's a very hard. So if you can't afford to live in Western countries, you're not going to English-speaking countries, then you're not going to be able to afford Southern Europe. But please look into it because it's not intimidating. Listen to my podcast, not just my podcast, but listen to other podcasts. Uh, watch videos because there are millions upon millions of expats like yourself that are moving to these countries, and that are thriving and they're happy. The hardest thing that everyone is going to face in their future is retirement. Is outliving your money. And most of you right now that are your millennials that are listening to this, you're young, you're vibrant, you're healthy, so you're not thinking about these kind of things. But trust me, when a time comes and you're thinking about it, it's almost going to be too late. And for those of you that are in your late 40s and 50s, even 60s, it's not too late because you may, hopefully some of you have already paid off your home. So if you're living in places, let's say in the Southwest, maybe your home is worth three or $400,000 or even half a million dollars. If you're living in more expensive states, like in California, your home may be worth a half a million to a million dollars. But we all know that a million dollars per person, if you're in your 50s or even 65, you, a million dollars is not enough. But a million dollars, not even a million dollars, a half a million dollars here in Thailand could last you and your wife a lifetime of happiness and joy and with a carefree living, a pampered lifestyle, a luxurious lifestyle that is unobtainable in a country like the United States. Don't take my word for it. Come. Right now, Thailand is uh, is open to this program called Phuket Sandbox. It's doing okay. And then I think, uh, let's see, uh, very, very soon, in a few more days, uh, they're going to open Koh Samui, uh, which is another island called the Samui Sandbox. And then soon they'll open Bangkok. We're going through a little bit of an outbreak right now, but obviously nothing like in Western countries. Looks like Western countries are going through a fifth wave uh, because of this Delta variant. But as more and more countries get vaccinated, then hopefully there will be more of a herd, uh, herd immunity. And then eventually Thailand is looking to open up in uh, fourth quarter this year with no quarantine. So come here. And don't just spend a couple weeks like a vacation. Come here, spend 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, travel the country, rent a condo. Don't go live in a hotel. Rent a condo. Live life here as if you've already moved here and you will see it for yourself. And that's what I did. Excuse me one second, I'm scared. Sick of my coffee. Because for a half a million dollars, and let's just say it's you and your wife, and let's say that you are in your 50s. Let's just make numbers easy and say you're 50 years old. If you're 50 years old and you only have a half a million dollars, there's no way in heck you're going to be able to retire anywhere in North America or in the UK. There's no way. That's literally impossible. 
But here, you sell everything and you have a half a million dollars in cash. And let's say that you, uh, when you're 60 and 65, you have your social security and your pension. So let's say that you and your wife are gonna make another combined, maybe $2,000 or even $3,000. We'll get to that in just a second. With this half a million dollars, you could buy two homes. Condo in the city, like Bangkok, and another condo in the beach. So you have two homes. And these two homes will cost you probably like around $300,000. Now you have $200,000 in cash left. And just keep that on the side for a rainy day. Because if you're 50 years old and you still want to work, you don't have to dip into your savings and or your pension or do a cash or do a withdrawal or an early withdrawal. Because if you're willing to, to do this, there are teaching jobs and tutoring jobs that's available to you. And they're not difficult. You can still make enough money that's going to pay for everything because you have no housing cost and everything here is so inexpensive. But even with just $200,000, $200,000 could easily last you for the rest of your lifetime here in Thailand. Yeah, I kid you not. It really, really can. Then, on top of that, when you turn 60 or 65 and you're going to start doing your withdrawals from your pension and, and Social Security, let's just make numbers easy on the low side and say you have a combined Social Security payout of only $2,000 a month. $2,000 a month here in Thailand with no housing expense, you're living like kings and queens. Easily. $1,000 per person. You're living very well. And what does living very well mean? It means that you can have a housekeeper come every single week. Uh, you can literally eat all your meals out. You can go see a movie, a first-run movie, every single week. Uh, you can have a massage two or three times a week. Go to like a day spa, have pedicures, manicures. Uh, get a haircut as many, many times as you want. Go get a facial once a week. Uh, you can have a, um, a, a fitness trainer uh, come to your building and train you for one-on-one -on -one training. Uh, you could uh, have car services cart you around. There are, I'm naming off things that are considered a luxurious lifestyle in Western countries. Well, here, just on $1,000 per person, you can do that. And you live very well, very well. So I'm hoping that those that are listening to this aren't gonna to continue to make the same mistake. I'm not saying the crypto holders to sell off your holdings right now because it is low and we are in a crypto winter right now. But for those of you that are holding quite a few millions, for example, I have a few crypto millionaires that I've already worked with and we've already closed on their homes a few months ago or last month and the month before. It still makes sense right now to set aside a little bit of your crypto holdings and buy real estate here, even equities. The equity market has been skyrocketing. We've been, we've been, we had this bull market for the last 10 years, which is unheard of. Sell some of that and, and use some of that to pay off all your debt 
and buy something here. Even, you know, I I have a very very smart client, and I and I really enjoy, and I really look forward to uh, to seeing him when the time comes. Just a super super nice married man, and they're looking to they're actually buying. Uh, two condos, but they're not looking to retire about five or six years from now because they know they have the foresight. They've done their research. They're very intelligent individuals. They've done their research, buying low because it's going to be higher later. So they're buying their real estate here. We're putting renters in there. And then when it comes time, when they're ready to retire about four or five years from now, they already have a home. And they're paying for these homes cash, free and clear. All the income that's coming in is going to be set aside and put into savings. And they're actually using their tax-deferred self-directed 401k to buy these pieces of real estate. And you can do that. If you don't know how, just send me an email. Um, But very quickly, you can use a company called the Entrust Group. Simply go to Entrust Group, Google, Google the name, and then you basically transfer your IRA 401k uh, to self-directed IRA or 401k. And then they would be the third-party administrators. And then you identify a home and then they will help you make the transfer using your retirement, your tax-free benefits to buy a piece of real estate overseas like here in Thailand. These are things that a lot of people don't know because you're not reading enough books. You're not educating enough on the different tools, the different financial tools that are basically at your reach. These are tools that are available for you. But not a lot of people are aware of that. Not a lot of people people know about these kind of things. So we're always here to help. You know, Compass... We've, you know, we've evolved uh, quite a bit over the last 20 years. And one of the things that I really love doing is, is educating people. Yeah, sometimes I may repeat the same exact thing. And the reason why I repeat the same exact thing is some of my podcasts, especially when I talk about buying a home free and clear, uh, uh, paying off all your debt, is because it applied 20 years ago like it applies now. That is, a, that is a financial strategy that will never go out of style. And I'm always getting new listeners. And right now, I'm really emphasizing on crypto is because as much as I'm seeing the thousands upon thousands of the same regurgitated success stories of what could have been if you would have bought Bitcoin five or six years ago, as opposed to the nightmare stories of the people who bought at the highs and then something goes sideways in their personal life and they have to sell that Bitcoin taking a 50% loss. Those are stories that nobody talks about. And those stories are actually more prevalent. Actually, more, I'm sorry, slurring my words, you're getting tired. Those stories, there's actually more of those stories than success stories. You know, they always say that, uh, you know, it's the winners that write the storybooks, not the losers. And it's true. There are, there are many, many losers out there in a the crypto world, in a crypto investing world, but you don't hear about that. Because all the winners, which have a stockpile of money, can afford to pump out 
and regurgitate these six, same success stories that you've been reading about for the last 10 years, last five years, last three years. So, you know, be your own boss. Make up your own mind. Do what's right for you. Not, not this community of that's influencing you doing the wrong thing. And it happens a lot where influencers are telling people to buy, 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 and they're selling. It happens a lot. And, and actually, insider trading happens all the time, but people don't understand it. It's because the, the regular schmoes, the Joes out there, aren't savvy and prevy to this type of information. So do yourself a favor uh, when you have time. Uh, pick up some books. Read. If you don't want to read, uh, pick up an audio book. You can actually go to Audible, uh, which is owned by Amazon. And they actually have, I think, a two or three month trial on Audible. And, uh, and also your public library, if you weren't aware. Uh, this is your tax dollars going to work, folks. Is that you pay taxes for a reason. Public libraries, actually many of them, also have you have access to ebooks and audiobooks online for free i actually don't i actually no longer buy books because i still have my las vegas library card and i read ebooks and i listen to audiobooks for free so you don't need to buy them there's no reason to buy them go to the nearby library get your library card go online get a user password and then look Inside the website, you will see links of other resources like ebooks and audiobooks and videos and movies that you can stream online for free with your library card. So I hope that's helpful. And I really feel very strongly, uh, still to this day, uh, nearly 10 years later here in Bangkok, that Thailand is still the best place to invest. It's the best place to live. And... I finally found my happy place. And a lot of people have asked me recently, uh, are you going to come back to the States? And I say very, very uh, confidently, no. There's no reason to. My life here is beyond my expectations. And there's no reason why I need to go back to the States because going back to the States, what it means to me is Spending more money, it's a more boring lifestyle. Uh, food is worse. And the other thing too is the massive amount of violence that's happening. Look at what's happening throughout the United States. Not just the increase of violent crimes, homicides, but also an increase again in addiction. United States there are, there are so many things wrong with the United States in the sense of, I look at the United States like a Ferrari. But inside this Ferrari is a two-stroke lawnmower engine that nobody sees. On the outside, America looks great, powerful, wonderful. But if you really live in this country or live in that country and you really look at the citizens, there's a reason why... United States has one of the highest suicide rates, one of the highest addiction rates, has the highest rates for gun violence, uh, has one of the lowest uh, 
uh, should I say, one of the lowest scores for education. Education is horrible in the United States. Horrible, uh, horrible health. Uh, horrible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Standard of living. It just gets worse and worse and worse. People are getting more and more in debt. People are getting fatter and fatter. People are getting more and more addicted. Uh, people are getting, there are more and more people getting killed. And also, uh, one of the highest rate of sex traffic, sex trafficking. So when you look at people being sex trafficked, where are they coming to? They're coming to the United States. So that's why I say, you know, the United States, even though I lived there most of my life, it's basically a Ferrari. It looks great on the outside, but when we look at the inside, it's basically a two-stroke lawnmower engine. Uh, there's, there's really nothing inside. And as an American, you kind of see more and more of this as the years progress. Lives aren't getting better. Uh, people aren't happier. People are actually becoming to be more and more miserable. Uh, it's just sad. It's just really, really sad because it's a wonderful country. It is a country where you can have nothing and basically be a multimillionaire. But the thing is, is that you could do that anywhere in the world. It's not just the United States. You can have nothing in Thailand and be a multimillionaire. A great story is, it's an individual that created the very first crypto exchange here in Thailand. Here's a young gentleman that had the foresight to create this and for 12 months locked himself in his room and created BitCup. And now he's a multimillionaire. And he came from nothing. So these kind of success stories can happen everywhere, not just the United States. So all I ask is, be more open-minded, open your eyes, educate yourself, because there's a whole other world that you haven't seen. I'll see you soon.